Progressive presents Married to Your Home. I'm disgusting. Oh, house, don't say that. You could live someplace so much better than me. That's not true. Oh, yeah? Look at these uneven stairs. Gross. House, you know I don't care. Ugh, and the squeaky door hinge. I think it's cute. No matter how much you already love your house, you'll love it more knowing you could save big bundling your home and auto with Progressive. Coverage from Progressive Casualty Insurance Company affiliates and third-party insurers. Bundle discount not available in all states or situations. Three, two, one. Never has there been a better time to be alive in human history. If you're not feeling it, you must discover why. Join Matthew Bolton in developing and applying a framework of objective optimism toward a flourishing life of meaning, health, and happiness. Here's your host, Matthew Bolton. Hello, everybody. Welcome to Mr. Brightside. I'm Matthew Bolton. Today's show is called Be Your Own Hero. Now, I'm aware that this idea is quite popular. I've heard it in many places, be your own hero, whatnot. But I want to share today how I arrived at it independently, as it were, and why I've been thinking about it recently, and why we could all use a reset into thinking about this idea. I also want to highlight some misconceptions or clear up some misconceptions as to what we mean when we say hero. Um, I think that we all have the capacity to be heroes, and I also think that it's necessary to our happiness that we be heroes to ourselves. So the story I want to share with today has to do with exercise. Um, I like to do various kinds of exercise. I go to the gym sometimes, sometimes I run. And there's another bit of exercise I like to combine the two. I like to go running and do some strength training. So near maybe less than a few kilometers from my house, there's a public monument, a war monument. And it's uh, up on a hill, about a set of close to 100, maybe 100 stairs to the first level. And then there's a small set of stairs to get to the second level where there's a statue and plaques with uh, fallen names of fallen heroes. Um, but anyway, to the on the first level, it's about 100 stairs to the top. And then there's a flat kind of open park area. And there's a few benches, maybe it was some gazebos on top of them. And then there's some exercise equipment, some of this odd exercise equipment that some of the older Korean people like to use. And it's a place where people, there are many ways to access it. There's a, from the other direction, there's a ramp that can go up a more gradual way. So people walk their dogs, go for walks with each other, sit around, um, enjoy that place. Now, what I do is I like to run from my home, say about two and a half kilometers. I go fast paced run down there. And when I get to the, to the bottom of that stairs, I sprint up the stairs, I get to the top. And then after I catch my breath, I do a set of push-ups, maybe about 50 push-ups. When I catch my breath again, I grab on to, they have a set of rings there you can grab on, and I do 10 pull-ups. And then I go back down the stairs and repeat it again. And I do that a few times. So I do a few sets of that thing. So yesterday I was out doing this routine, and I hadn't done it in a while, and I said, I'm going to do that one. I've been just been kind of running, doing regular runs and regular gyms, and I said, I'm going to do this one. Um, it's a great day out. I just feel I want to switch it up. And I was doing my sprints at the top and I did my push-ups and I was at the top of the mountain just feeling like an animal and I was just feeling awesome. I was feeling quite glorious, frankly. And I, you know, and I had my music going as well. Uh, it was almost like a dramatic soundtrack to my glory. I'm on top of this mountain. The weather's great. And here I am, you know, doing hard, awesome work. And I was like, this is great, but there's nobody there. It's just me. And the question is, 
who am I doing this for? I can, and I can contrast this to, say, a professional athlete. I always like to use Sidney Crosby as an example on this show. He's uh, my favorite hockey player. It's my favorite sport. And uh, just a hardworking guy, a guy everybody can look up to. And when he's working out, there's very often probably a camera there because you never know when you're going to need footage for a documentary where you'll get to see how hard he works. He'll be throwing those heavy ropes they do and flinging kettlebells around and doing sprints. And then he could be on a Gatorade commercial and it's, uh, you know, the production is really good and it shows close-ups and slow motion. He's got neon sweat dripping off his face and he just looks awesome. And and you go, wow, that's amazing. And that's pretty motivating to think that you're going to be in a commercial or your workout's going to be documented. But for me, I feel more like Bill Burr talking about, he says in one bit that Arnold Schwarzenegger. But because he's a great man, he had the balls to move to America. Became famous for lifting weights. I lift weights, nobody gives a shit. <laughs> he lifts weights, ah, 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 becomes super famous. And it's, that's what I feel like. It's like, nobody cares. Now, maybe I'll add that there were a few um, people up at the top of the hill yesterday. There were some older ladies sitting down on one of the gazebo uh, benches or areas. And then there was an older couple uh, who were over on the exercise equipment. The, the woman was doing a little bit of the exercise equipment and the old man was shuffling around with a cane. And uh, he had to easily be at least 80. And as he's walking by me, I kind of stayed back to let him go to wherever he wants to go. I gave the deep bow and hello. And he acknowledged me, oh, hello, kind of thing. And he went and sat down and I did my uh, first set of push-ups near where he was sitting, which is where I, where I do them. And when I got up to turn around, he was there and he had the cane in one hand and then he gave me the big thumbs up with the other hand. So I gave another deep bow and a thank you and a smile. And so I do get some acknowledgement and I do get some kind of some such fanfare when I'm out on the road. Sometimes people see me come approaching and they just give the thumbs up. Whoa, good. And I, you know, wave and say thank you and keep going by. So there is that. But for the most part, there's nobody. So the question again I was asking myself is what am I doing this for? And... Once again, I have answers. When I was younger, it's very obvious. I was playing competitive sports growing up, particularly hockey and soccer were my two. And I'm out there training really hard, just like the pros do. But at that time, it's, the answer is pretty obvious that I'm trying to make this team, a particular team. Or I'm with my teammates and we're training for the season and trying to win the championship at the end of the season. And you're with all your friends and you're trying to work hard to be awesome in front of them and to motivate them to be better and we're high five and and of course it's very easy and motivating to to get up to put the work in there in recent years um so you know i guess uh, i stopped over a few years ago but i was playing in a competitive soccer league here in korea for about 11 years and when i was out on the road or doing my stairs i could think in that time i could imagine some scenarios in a game where you know, I thought, well, this is me. This is going to be the difference at the end of a game, a tight game. Maybe I'll get a step on the defender and knock a goal in or something. And I had that to motivate me a bit, let's say. So there were certain things like that. But now I'm here and I'm approaching 42 years old. And you know, I'm playing competitive baseball here in Korea these days. And I do think partly about how I can improve my performance uh, and make more plays in a game there. So that's kind of motivating while I'm exercising. But for the most part, it's just for something else. And I had to question myself when I was up there feeling so great and feeling like training this hard and going, what am I doing this for? Who am I doing this for? And it occurred to me that, well, I was doing this for me. Nobody is going to see this. Nobody's going to be making a documentary about it and 
put me on a in a Gatorade commercial or Reebok commercial. And so what am I doing? I was doing it for me. I was it was me taking action towards a value that I want to achieve. I define health in a particular way and I understand the requirements for it or particular things and I enact those behaviors. And in that, by making these choices and enacting those behaviors, I feel good about myself. I earn self-esteem and I you know, I esteem myself in that moment and it feels great. And I use exercise because it's just a very visceral example, but it's in anything. In all of the things in life, what I want to do is decide what is virtuous. What do I think is a good person? What do I think is the kind of person I want to be or kind of person I can admire? And then make choices and enact behaviors that become that thing. And this is what we all ought to do. We want to build ourselves into somebody that we can look up to. This is what self-esteem is. And incidentally, it's a foundation for happiness. We must feel that we are worthy. We hear people talk about, I feel worthless. And people who feel worthless don't feel motivated to take action to, you know, to, for that kind of, for the person that they don't admire, that they don't think is worthy of being taken care of. We want to build ourselves into someone who is worthy of being taken care of. And then we're motivated to take better action to further that, that life. So it's very cyclical in that way. And this is where I now want to slow down and question what is our conception of what a hero is? Because I often think that we take the word hero to be something very grandiose. It's a, something that's not attainable for most regular people. But I think that's a misconception. I think that a hero really is just a role model. It's an example of what people ought to be, what a good person is, and something that others can look up to and emulate. This is a hero. And this is why many children can say they, they look up to their mother and fathers as heroes. They call them heroes. They're, uh, maybe their teachers or somebody else in their life is a hero to them. Now, superhero is another category. But hero it just means a role model. So let's take that, that with us as we go forward here. Now, on this same point, let me say that if you uh, follow this show at all, then you likely know that I subscribe to the philosophy of Ayn Rand, which she called objectivism. And Ayn Rand was a controversial figure uh, in large part because of her ethics, which she called rational egoism. She had a book called The Virtue of Selfishness. Um, and she has a different conception of selfishness, which you know highlighted and emphasized the rational aspect of it, which counters the conventional view of a grabbing, looting, cheating uh, person who just does whatever they feel like. Um, in an earlier episode of this show, uh, I called Matthew McConaughey thinks it'd be a lot cooler if you were selfish. I kind of distinguished what a rationally selfish person is from that caricature. Um, and uh, if, so if you want to go revisit that, I think it's uh, very clarifying. But even if people do accept that idea and get it, then there's a further criticism that they say, well, her philosophy is a, a philosophy for superheroes. It's a, philo- it's, a, it's a morality for supermen. It's only attainable to supermen, not regular people. So they say you have to be uh, Howard Rourke or John Galt or Francisco Danconia, Hank Reardon or Dagny Taggart or one of these heroes in her novels to be a good person. And that is not at all how she viewed morality and what it means to be uh, virtuous. She said that you don't have to be one of these people. You just have to be the best that you can be to the level of your own ability. At whatever level of ability anybody is at, they just become the best version of themselves, which is what a lot of other people talk about. So it's not really that thing. And I think often people 
say that as an excuse to evade grappling with the ideas and maybe potentially having to scrap their own worldview. So they just kind of think if they just say, well, it's only it's a philosophy for supermen, so you don't have to take it seriously. It's like, well, no, it's a philosophy for everyone. So it is true that the people in her novels were superheroes in effect. They were giants of their fields. But this is art. And she was creating art. She was creating ex- almost perfect examples of what someone could be. Yet they were placed in a realistic setting and they were very real to, to readers. But yet they were beyond regular people, as it were. Um, but this is what art does. It presents to us an ideal. It sifts away all the incidental and unimportant and leaves us only with that ideal. And this is why Greek, Greek sculpture is regarded as great art because it showed people, it showed a kind of a perfect body, perfect muscular shape, perfect shape of a body, not just a guy with a beer belly because this is what people are. It's what people can be and might be. That's what art's purpose is. So I wouldn't criticize her view of morality and try to conflate it with her heroes. She said, whatever level of ability that you're at, you just try to be the best you can be. And that is virtue. And this is uh, true for everyone. Everyone's It's attainable to everyone. And it's what I'm all about in my life and on the show. And I think it's what you should be all about. You should be your own hero. Be a role model for people around you. I also think, incidentally, that this is the best thing one can do for other people. Uh, rather than attempt to try to help everybody you know, do live their own life, what you can do is live your best life and be an example for others. I often say that, you know, when the best thing people in my life can do for me is to live their best life and be happy. If my friends and family around me are happy, that's really helpful for my life. And I have a quote here. Ayn Rand put it in a really great way. In one of her novels, it's, the quote is, and it's a famous quote, don't work for my happiness, my brothers. Show me yours. Show me that it is possible. Show me your achievement. And the knowledge will give me courage for mine. And this quote for me encapsulates exactly what morality is all about and how building yourself into a hero can be a great boon to other people who are around you and who deal with you. Now, to further this point about not having to be a superhero to be a hero, I had a guest Danny Bader on last week. And if you haven't heard that interview, you might want to go back and listen to it. I really enjoyed myself so much. We had a great conversation. And among one of the things he talks about is being fully alive versus just living. And he says that when he says being fully alive, it doesn't mean you have to be jumping out of airplanes and bungee jumping and all this crazy stuff. It just means you have to see what's good for your life in your health, your relationships, your career, all other aspects, your finances, everything that you want in your life, every value, and then take action to achieve that. That's what it means to be fully alive, to try to, and and I put it in terms of living your optimal life. And I say the same thing. I, I don't think you have to, you know, some people think you have to, I have to write a novel or I'm a big loser, or I have to write a manifesto or book about whatever, or I'm a big loser. Um, you know, I have to join a full marathon or Ironman competition or I'm not a moral person. I'm not, you know, really being my best, you know, fulfilling my potential. It's more It's more than that, guys. It's everyday stuff. I want to pursue certain things. I want to take action towards doing that. I want my health to be a certain way. I want my relationships to be a certain way. I want my career to go a certain way. You can't do it all in one swoop. And you don't have to be on top of your field to be on top of your own life. 
You just have to be on top of your own game, as I say. It's essentially that you decide what is good and right, what is your idea of a good person, and then you practice the things that you think are good and right. You have to take steps to build the best version of yourself, what you think is a good person. And in that, you win. I'm happy these days, not because I've, I've reached certain goals that I want to reach, but because today and every day, I, well, mostly every day, this is why I have to work on it and constantly refresh and reboot and remind myself and listen to Mr. Brightside so I can do that. But to the, for the most part, as I take action to do that, as I go up those stairs and then I do my push-ups and I'm standing on that mountain, I feel happy at that time. I didn't get anywhere or do anything, but I'm living the life. I'm enacting the behaviors of the kind of person I can look up to. And again, the question comes back to, who am I building this for? Again, there's no fanfare. There's no documentary crew. There's nobody that's going to know anything about all what, I'm, what I've been doing except me. I'm doing it so that I can look myself in the mirror and feel proud and good about who I am, what kind of person I am. Am I a virtuous person according to my own standards? And then, as I said earlier, I want to go further now. I can extend it out to my wife. I, there's, there's someone in my life that knows what I'm doing and can be proud of me. And then if I had kids, I don't have kids, but this is for people who do have kids. Of course, it's, it's more than the best thing you can do for your kids, more than just kind of give them good opportunities and then also tell them and direct them what is good or bad. You can just be an example of everything you think is a good person. Show them that and then they will be better off. And this is true for the students I have. I have university students who look up to me and I have students that come to my home and I want to have credibility when I'm talking to them about self-esteem and happiness and here's how they might want to think about their lives and their careers and their uh, people, you know, their relationships and people around them. Well, who is this guy telling me? Well, I'm a model of this. I'm showing you right now. I'm happy. I'm healthy. I love my life. So if I can do that, that gives me the credibility to deal with other people. And um, it's true of everybody I deal with, including my other friends and stuff. They, you know, they can see the, someone who they might think, okay, this is someone who's living well. And that's inspiring to me. And as, if I can live like that, this is, like I said, I win today. I don't have to get somewhere to achieve that great happiness. The happiness is in the choices and actions every day toward building that optimal version of myself according to my standards of what is a virtuous person. Now, I'm going to just say a final word in a minute, but before I do, I want to ask you guys to please share this interview with anyone who you think might find value in it, um, particularly young people, I think, could find a lot of value. I just had a uh, friend's son who's a high school student send me a test, text asking me where he could uh, get it on podcast. He watches on YouTube, but wanted it on the podcast because he said he just loves it. He said it's lit, um, but he, he thanked me for making the show, and that's very motivating, and maybe there's another young person who might think, hey, I might want to listen to some of this and, and uh, understand that. I ought to be trying to be the best person I can be rather than try to solve all the problems in the world. I might want to solve my own problems and become a, a virtuous person and a role model for people, for myself and people around. Of course, I also invite questions and comments. Uh, the best place to do that is go to the Mr. Brightside Facebook page. That's facebook.com slash matthewbolton.ca. Uh, if you go there, please leave a comment 
write in the Facebook part. Ask a question about it. Challenge me on something that I say in this show, uh, either today or any other show. Um, Look for something that I might elaborate on. Um, I'll be very happy to engage right in the chat, uh, or if it's more appropriate, I might take it up on a future show. And so I really appreciate comments and uh, questions. And of course, I really appreciate you sharing. So now for my final word, which is just that I do admire people like Sidney Crosby, Bill Gates, Ayn Rand, any of these people. They're giants in their field. Of course, they're someone, uh, they are people that we can look up to. But I also look up to and admire anyone who can make themselves into the best that they can be. I want to have these people around me, whether they're my friends or even my students, people younger than me can inspire me. Anyone around me can inspire me to become better by showing me a great version of what a person can be and who they can be. We don't have to be superheroes, just heroes. Be a role model of what you think is good. Be a model for yourself and for those around you. Make a choice and enact one behavior today of what you think is the best version of yourself. And then I invite you to bask in the pride and glory that that action you do today will give you. So go ahead and do all that, guys, and I'll see you next time. Mr. Brightside, your time out to refresh, refuel, and refocus your mind and energy toward building an optimistic framework for flourishing. Life is good. It's up to you to choose the bright side.